Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey, welcome to episode 61 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and today I'm going to talk about seven quick hacks to take your running to the next level after the age of 40 and beyond. Uh, so these are going to be quick things. The first one's actually going to be the longest, and then after that, they're going to be really quick little easy things. I love hacks. You know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I love anything that we can try to do to make ourselves 1% better in our fitness and our running and our health in general. So that's what these are all geared toward. I know that uh, I'm releasing this episode actually the week of Daylight Saving time in the US Uh, and so a lot of people are exhausted and trying to just like get through the day get through their workout Uh, so hopefully these will have a little bit of benefit whether you're listening now or later Uh, so number one is protect your gut so you're gonna say like how the heck do I do that easily like what's an easy way to do that Uh, so I'm gonna talk about avoiding emulsifiers So that is the easy way to at least make some improvements in your GI health. And let me tell you, like as a runner, I have struggled with this for my entire running, uh, I guess you'll say running career, because I still consider it like a running career. Uh, So I've had GI issues. So this is something that I found out recently and I never knew it. So maybe this will be new to you too. But uh, emulsifiers are the 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 fat the, the part that keeps processed food smooth, creamy, uh, and shelf stable, which obviously a lot of things have this because it makes food taste good and it makes it stay good. And you know, obviously the grocery stores and the companies love these things. So anything processed, and I'm gonna give you an example. So. If you make your own salad dressing at home with vinegar and, uh, you know, uh, why can't I think of what you mix vinegar with to make salad dressing? Um, I can't think of the word. But anyway, you know how it separates and you have to continually shake it. But if you buy salad dressing um, and you don't have to shake it, like ranch dressing or whatever, and it's you don't have to shake it too much, maybe you do a little bit. But it's because of the emulsifiers in it. So well, what is the problem with emulsifiers? So what they do is they actually can strip the mucosal lining in your gut, okay? When they strip away to that, they can adhere or stick to that protective lining. You want your gut lining to be filled with the protective kind of bacteria, um, and you don't want these nasty emulsifiers to attach to that. They cause damage. Uh, They change the protective bacteria, and they actually increase intestinal permeability. We don't want intestinal permeability where we don't want it, and that's, if you've ever heard of leaky gut, 
that's what's one of the big culprits is this emul- these emulsifiers. Um, these emulsifiers can have an effect. They can cause food sensitivities. They can cause intolerances. They can call al- cause allergies. Um, and I'm going to give you some examples. You know, I already mentioned what the substances that keep foods smooth, creamy, and shelf stable. Uh, foods like mayonnaise, margarine, nut butters, uh, creamy salad dressing, a lot of baked goods. Oh, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of processed foods contain these. So if you're looking for yet another reason to at least reduce, you're never going to completely cut these out. I'm not suggesting that by any stretch of the imagination. Remember, we're trying to be 1% better. So maybe you're cutting out one of these that you're eating now, you know, and, and trying to reduce that. Maybe it's going to be mayonnaise, something like that. Um, so again, we're not trying to say like never, ne- never eat an emulsifier, but just try to avoid them a little bit more than you currently do and see if it makes a difference in your GI system. The cool thing is your gut microbiome, like that's like the bacteria and your gut that you want, it regenerates every 30 minutes. So you can actually have a profound impact in just a couple days by changing what you eat and cutting out things like this. So again, that would be the, you know, the number one thing is to protect your gut. One easy way to do it is to avoid emulsifiers as much as possible. Another easy way is just, you know, reducing your amount of gluten. Um, I'm not saying you have to cut it out entirely. If you do want to do a challenge, a good amount of time to test it is a month, like avoid gluten for a month, see if you feel better. Uh, And regardless, if you completely cut it out or not, like make it a small part of your diet. So that's another easy way to protect your gut. Uh, and then the the other easy way to protect your gut is to increase your probiotics. Uh, and you can do that by eating fermented foods. So what if you just add one of these a week? Um, and those examples would be kefir. Uh, or ke- I think you say that. I always say kefir. I think you pronounce it differently, but forgive me. Uh, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, sour- sauerkraut. Uh, so just look up fermented foods and you'll find a list of those. But those are the opposite of emulsifiers. So where emulsifiers strip your mucosal gliding and they increase the permeability in your gut, these fermented foods, they actually have adhesive proteins and they seal your lining. So that's what you want. So if you want your GI system to feel a little bit better, protect your gut, uh, that is number one. Okay, moving on to number two, and I did say number one would be the longest. I promise these other ones are really short and sweet. Number two is to get access to sunlight. So I know some of you love the treadmill, especially in the winter. I get it. It's nice and warm. It's easy. It's simple, but you're missing the sunlight. So getting exposure in the first hour after you wake up is really ideal, and getting outside if possible, even if it's cloudy outside, the sun's rays are actually filled through the clouds. So that what happens is through your eyes. So I know we've talked about getting like vitamin D through your skin, but this is through your eyes. The ultraviolet light activates alpha MSH um, and you want that to happen. That can really boost your mood. It can reduce your appetite, has all kinds of good effects, trust me. Uh, So get outside to jog if you can. If you don't want to run in the morning or if it's not safe to or if it's still too dark, you know, if you get a chance, sit outside with your coffee or over your lunch break. It's hard in the Midwest. Um, I spend too much time, you know, later in the day inside. Um, but it's definitely better to get outside than through your window. So do it if at all possible. 
And I know there's mixed data. Again, you're getting this alpha MSH through your eyes. So there's some information, you know, saying like to not wear sunglasses that, you know, I, I do wear sunglasses. I, my eyes feel a lot better when I do, um, but it, it's windy here. So that's part of it. But, you know, I guess it's better than nothing. Right. But the, the whole thing is number two is get access to sunlight. No doubt that's going to help. All right, number three, this is a pretty easy one too. You can do this today, and that is to start eating at regular times. So it doesn't matter so much, you know, I know there's a lot out there like, you know, eat a certain amount of hours before bedtime or, you know, fast a certain amount. I'm not talking about that today because that's a whole nother story, but this is just eating at regular times. So chrononutrition, it's nutrition, metabolism, it's all balancing your circadian rhythms. You're going to reduce stress. You're going to reduce the amount of cortisol if you eat at similar times. Not exactly the same, but try to make it as similar as possible. So that could be something that you shoot for next week, you know, to try to make sure that you eat lunch, you know, within 30 minutes at the same time every day, you have the same amount of, you know, same time snacks or dinner or whatever it is, but easy fix. Don't have to change what you eat, but when you eat. So a different way to look at things. Remember, there's always weird ways and quirky ways to be 1% better. All right, number four, I like this one a lot. So you're already exercising. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably are a runner and you really enjoy that kind of fitness. So that's great. But you might also have like a little bit of a sense of dread about running. And it might be something where you're just like, I got to get through or I got to get through my strength training exercise. And I'm going to tell you, you don't produce as much dopamine when you have that kind of attitude. So if you want a reason other than just you're going to feel butter and you know like just because uh, mentally um it's it's actually physiological so it's literally when you're dreading your workout and you're just kind of home hum about it and you're treating it as something you have to get through instead of something you get to do your body literally produces less dopamine and dopamine hits are what make you feel wonderful dopamine hits are like what you get when you see the little like button when you post something on social media that little surge of dopamine is what we want and what makes us feel better. So the ways that you can increase the amount of dopamine produced during exercise are are ways to make things more pleasurable. So if you're going for a run, play the music you like to listen to. Play something that you know gets you smiling and so that you can enjoy it while you're weightlifting and don't sit there and think, huh, I only have to do two more reps. No, like make it something where it's a game or something so that you, your body produces more dopamine. Nature's another good way and another reason to run on trails, running with a friend, any kind of rewards that you can give yourself are all, all going to boost the amount of dopamine that you naturally produce. Um, so that is number four, which is improving the amount of dopamine produced during exercise. Uh, number five, another little hack to get you know one percent better. This is actually a lot more than one percent though. Um, is to set a goal to get at least two nights per week of good sleep. So no, I didn't say like improve your sleep because you know what? We're all so busy. It can be almost stressful to think that you have to get like seven, eight hours a night of sleep. It's almost impossible for the average person to get that. So the data actually shows that if you can get seven plus hours, two nights a week, it can really help with your health. And if you're healthier, you're going to be a better runner. Uh, Sleep deprivation can really mess with your growth hormone. It can mess with your 
your insulin, with your cortisol. So you, again, we're not saying that you have to aim for every day perfect sleep. We're saying two nights a week, at least seven hours of sleep. And if you can, ideally, try to go to bed around the same time and get up at the same time every day. And keeping in mind, we're only really shooting for two nights of that perfect, uh, that seven plus hours, okay? Uh, number six, I told you this was going to be some quick hacks. So this is a really easy one. And I'm going to say to eat three Brazil nuts per day. So why the heck is Sarah all of a sudden talking about Brazil nuts? So uh, this is a proven way to reduce anxiety. And we're always looking for these little life hacks. So here's one that you can do tomorrow. You can run down to Trader Joe's. They're really not very expensive. They're big too. Like when I three Brazil nuts is actually super filling and they taste good too. But um, the reason to eat these is that you can get your daily serving of selenium. And what does selenium do? It's a natural way to reduce anxiety. So uh, if you feel a little bit stressed, if you're going through a lot, eating three of these per day is, uh, you know, it's almost pharmacological, like an improvement and a way that you'll feel better within a week. So three Brazil nuts a day is number six. And then I'm going to finish with number seven. It's another food item and it's getting a dopamine boost through food. So I already mentioned how to enhance your dopamine through your workout. This one is going to be through nutrition. So I'm just going to give you a laundry list quickly of foods that can give you a dopamine boost. So I would recommend adding these to your grocery list next week. Super easy, um, not challenging and a way that even if you did one of these each day for seven days, you'd probably be surprised at the difference in your energy level and just your mental acuity and uh, overall psychological outlook. So how can you get a dopamine boost through food? If you've got a pencil, write these down. Almonds, pumpkin seeds, eggs, non-processed meats. So I don't mean like any kind of lunch meats that you would get at the store or anything that includes antibiotics. So think of like the grass-fed meats, the all-natural ones. Um, so those are what I mean there. Uh, I think I said fish already. Uh, beets, apples, cherries, and bananas. There's other ones too, but if you just want to keep it super simple, think pumpkin seeds, almonds, eggs, fish, non-processed meats, beets, apples, cherries, and bananas. So again, our whole goal is to get just a little bit better, right? So even if you caught a couple seconds off your mile time, like in your run, think about how cool that would be. Or, or you just feel better on that last mile of your five-mile five run. Like we're looking for little changes in our diet, in our lifestyle to make our running better. So protect your gut, take out the emulsifiers as much as possible, avoid gluten or minimize it, um, increase the amount of fermented foods. Those are all ways to protect your gut. Get access to sunlight, get out in the first hour after you wake up and get out there even when it's cloudy because that, that doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter as much. Eat at, the regular, eat at regular times, so same time per day for meals and snacks as much as possible. Increase your dopamine release during exercise by making it more pleasurable. Get a good night's sleep at least two nights per week. 
eat three Brazil nuts per day. That was such an easy one. And then finally, get your dopamine boost through food. I hope you like these. uh, And I'll do another episode maybe in a couple months similar to this, just with some life hacks that can make your running better. If you've got your own ideas, make sure to send them to me and then maybe I'll compile. That would be a cool episode if I compile the bunch from from our listeners. So yeah, let's do that. If you've got like some life hacks that you recommend, send them over to me either in audio clip or in writing uh, to runningwithgrit at gmail.com and I'll compile them and then I can make an episode out of that. That'd be fun. So thanks for listening. Uh, Happy running and uh, just try one of these hacks and let us know how it goes. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.